Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to episode 74 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I will be your host this week, Marcus Keller, joined, as always, by my fantastic co-hosts, Jake Jude. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Tyler Erlinson. Yo, how's it going? And, of course, our unpaid intern, Alex Smith. Hello, hello. Alex has Whoa. a microphone now. Whoa, do you have a microphone? <laughs> yeah. Sounds good over there. No pop filter, though. Yeah. So still going to sound like it come out goose. of my paycheck because I don't get one. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's, that's on the house. That's a benefit of working for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of very few. Yes. We, we bought ourselves a microphone that you get to yeah. use while you're here. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. You don't get any benefits, no paycheck, no nothing. No, of course not. Borrow our equipment. I'm yeah. still waiting for those benefits. <laughs> 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 Shit, right? Well, right. hockey season has not technically started, but the preseason has. So yes, we finally is. have some hockey to talk about. Lots of hockey, lots of injuries, lots of PTOs and such. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're going to rank a whole shit ton of goalies because Jake made such a problem <laughs> with yeah. it last episode. We'll see. Oh, I'm excited. Specifically, I'm so excited. one goalie. Yeah. <laughs> Who, surprisingly, Jake got a signed jersey up the other day. Let's not. <laughs> it's, oh, we we will, but not yet. We will, Good. but not yet. Wait, it, what? No, I don't want to talk about that shit at all. It, it's going to be brought up, and you're going to have to deal with it. Could be worse. I got Peter Morazic. <laughs> <laughs> Barely <Peak>. worse. <laughs> all right. We'll let those lists uh, be the judge of yes. that. But before we get into all that, let's throw it to Marcus for the fake sponsor. Well, thank you, Tyler. Uh, As always, our fake sponsor is only a joke because we have a real sponsor, which is Beaver Buzz Energy Drinks. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for supporting the boys. As always, we are Beaver Buzzing over here. Until they give us a script, that's what I'm going to keep saying. All right. (laughs) Well, we're never getting a script. No, they're not sending us. I'm going to keep saying it then. If they want me to change it, they can send me a new script. Until then, we are beaver buzzing. Just make a beaver noise. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Like the tail hitting the... (laughs) I just don't want to see what you can do. I don't know what a beaver sounds like. I picture... That's Perry the platypus, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) That's a turquoise beaver. (laughs) <laughs> I, I got nothing <laughs> Jesus Fuck, I gotta find a clean way to cut that yeah. out What a cunt <laughs> <laughs> Now don't worry Jake's editing this one. <laughs> Oh yeah that's right never mind Fuck No it. no but Marcus please refer to how you're editing it <laughs> Sorry <laughs> Every time he talks about how he's editing an episode I end up editing <laughs> yeah. it He just wants to edit every episode Apparently. Well, Anyway now we'll get over to the fake sponsor This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Alex Galchenyuk. Much like the East Coast, he used to be in pretty good shape, but not anymore. (laughs) Oh my God. Alex Galchenyuk, Avs legend. Holy shit. I don't know. I don't know. That's okay. I'm good. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. Oh my God. You guys look so Now, obviously, obviously. People th- lost thoughts, their home. Our thoughts and prayers are with everyone you on the East Coast. You can't say that after making yes, a I can. joke about <laughs> it. Yes, I can, because that's the point of the joke. Are, it was a joke. I don't mean that. Oh, man. I mean, 
I'm, I'm here for nah, it. What are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. And what's worse, like Alex build back better, right? We'll build back better. Exactly. And yeah, like Marcus said, our thoughts and prayers are out there to everyone who lost their homes and, and anything. Yeah. So they would want you us guys to make can get joke. back on your feet. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like anyone who listens to this podcast would want us to make the joke. Yeah, you know, and the people yeah. that don't. Well, the show isn't for you. Yeah. So. Go away. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Go listen to something stupid like spitting chiclets. I don't yes. know. Um. But yeah, like Alex said, they're going to get hit with a worse one soon, too. There's another storm that's ripping up like the southern east coast that's moving its way yeah. north. Might even hit them before this episode comes out. Well, I don't know. You're editing this week, so. <laughs> yeah, probably will The last one took about a week. So. <laughs> yeah. Did it? so yeah, we record these on Wednesdays. Yes. So the episode that we recorded last Wednesday came out today. Yesterday. So there might be like a two-day gap between these two episodes. At least three. You're not putting it up until Saturday? No, Friday. Tuesday plus three is Friday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Today's Wednesday. Yes, yeah, but yesterday was... Oh, God. Oh, wait. Sake. Did you upload it yesterday? Yes. That's what I said. Oh, I said sorry. <laughs> That's oh, like late last night, though, I thought. Or did no, you put it up in the morning? It was, it was, it was in the about, afternoon. Yeah, it was about midday. Okay. Well, two and a half days then. Great. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. That goalie talk is going to be fresh in their mind for this one. That's right. That's right. That is very true. Exactly. They'll get the sequel to that right away. No no waiting in suspense there. Wait, did Jake edit? He probably edited all that out. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't edit <laughs> it. All right, all right. I edited out a segment that I thought maybe we were going to do this week. Should we have time? Okay. Anyway, where the fuck were we? What well, we, uh, we were talking about last podcast, and one thing that we talked about last podcast was Marcus going up to Whistler to watch the training camp. Yeah, we did talk about that, didn't we? Yeah, we talked about how it was going to happen. Yeah, but you hadn't gone. Oh, yet. right. Yes, we hadn't gone. Of course. Yeah. So me and you and know what? That might even be part of the Canucks news. It might be. So we'll get into that <laughs> right now. <laughs> I thought we were part of that. I get. Well, oh we're God. in there now. We're there. Uh, Canucks news. Me and Jake went to Whistler. <laughs> <laughs> Big headline Canucks there. News. Me and Jake went to Whistler. Welcome to the Canucks news. Yes. Uh, Whistler. Well, first of all, was really fun. We had a really good time up there. The, uh, we watched a couple kind of groups of players come out and take the ice, and then they did a scrimmage. And uh, a couple standouts, and some we weren't really expecting, but the first one was Andre Kuzmenko. Yeah. Because we were two of the first people in Vancouver to see him live on the ice. He looked good, like really good. His hands are great. He's got great vision. He's got a pretty good shot, too, good speed. He's good all around. He's a solid player, and he looks like an NHL-ready player. And it doesn't look like he needs any development. He's going to be on the team. For 950K, yeah. you can't go wrong. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> honestly, that might be the biggest bargain of a contract in the NHL right now. But should, should he produce it what he's projecting to? Yeah. If you guys had to compare him to a player in the uh, NHL right now, who are you thinking? It, dude, it is way too hard for me to do that right now. You think now. so? Like, well, yeah, because we only saw him for one day in a scrimmage. Mm, fair. A 30-minute scrimmage, right? Like, it's really hard to do that. The first name that comes to mind is like Logan Couture because he's just kind of okay. that like okay. that like multi-tool, big body, but doesn't really, you know, th that he'd be the, the first name that comes to mind, but I don't know. Okay. I'm yeah, for, for me I'd have to say the same. It's tough to compare him, but mm -hmm. the one thing I always get worried about is when, you know, you hear from the media like, "Oh, this player is going to be really good based on these stats or whatever." Yeah. And then a lot of times it just doesn't translate to the NHL level when they come from another league. Vadim Chipchayov. There's a name I've never heard before. In never 20. heard of Shipchev? No. Played for Vegas? No. How was he? 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> You've never heard of him. He was supposed to be great. And yeah. And I mean, he was like bottom end, but yeah, didn't do anything. Okay. Yeah. It, the, like, the, the whole story, though, is kind of interesting. So basically, he was the same thing as Kuzmenko coming into the summer before the 2017-2018 season. Mm-hmm. It was their inaugural season. Um, he was one of the most sought-after Russian free agents. He went to Vegas, um, started the season with the team. He was there for like a month, maybe two, and then left. Wow. Just ripped up his contract and went back to Russia. Well, th- that's... It just didn't work out. That's why with this, I was... Like, I was excited for Kuzmenko, but there was another part of me that was almost kind of just ready to be let down because you never know, right? But seeing him play with NHL players on NHL ice, or whatever you'd call Whistler ice, I gained a lot of confidence there. He looked like one of the best players on the ice the whole time we were there. Oh, yeah. That was fun to watch. Well, we also saw him at the preseason game, which you, me, and Jake went to. With three of my friends from Africa. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, and Albert. Yeah. Two Emmanuels? Yeah. 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 It was really confusing. These guys were dope, though. They were awesome guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were... Well, Jay, why don't you explain the situation a little more? Sure, yeah. So, uh, back in 2019, I lived in Africa for a few months, and I made a couple friends while I was out there. Um, I was living there for as a part of an exchange program, and so they kind of didn't get the chance to come here because of COVID for a few years. So they've been here for the summer, and uh, one thing I wanted to do before they went back to Africa was take them to a Canucks game. And obviously, there weren't any Canucks games in the summer, so the only game I was able to take them to was a preseason game because they, they've gone home now. Um, but at any rate, so we kind of like got in touch with these guys and got a bunch of tickets together, and the six of us all went and watched the game, and it was really cool because you know they didn't know anything about hockey, and the game itself was really good, I thought. Yeah. yeah. It, yep. it, it, honestly, it was a good game. Oh, and from an entertainment perspective, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Canucks obviously should have killed Calgary. Yeah. But, I mean, you have a lot of new players, a lot of new faces kind of mm-hmm. playing together. It, it wasn't bad. Pot Colson looked great. But my favorite thing about that night was when Arsenal mm-hmm. dropped the gloves. Yeah, Vincent Arsenal. And the uh, the look on Jake's friends' faces, <laughs> they just, like, were so mem- mesmerized. They didn't know what was going on. They're like, yo, is this is this part of the game? Like... <laughs> And it was yeah. it was insane. They were having such a good time. Oh, they, they had a few questions, and it, it was hilarious watching someone who's never seen a hockey game before try to understand the concept of fighting. <laughs> like, it, yeah. first, just I I do want to bring it back to that, but I also want to bring up uh, Vincent Arsenault. Is that mm-hmm. how it's said? Sorry, Arsenault. I Ars- believe so. Yeah. Yeah, because you also. Uh, pointed him out at training camp in Whistler before yeah. the game. Yeah. And you'd mentioned him as like someone that stood out to you that you yeah. didn't really know much about before, but you were yeah. watching going, wow, this guy's yeah. good. Well, for me, it was just that he was a, a, a physical presence. It was almost like seeing a player from like 10 years ago, just, just time yeah. traveled. Um, you know, he was physical. He was battling. To me, he looks like a guy you want on your fourth line. And especially when I was watching him and then Jason Dickinson, it's like, like what are we doing here you know yeah like why is Arsenault not being on a line with Lazar and uh, who else was on that with them it was Lazar Dickinson and Dakota Joshua yes that's right yeah. Dakota Joshua was oh, he a forward yes yeah. Oh, okay yeah so for me it was like why are we not putting putting Arsenault on their line I think he fit perfectly but anyway yeah yeah so he he's the one that ended up getting in the fight with um Cal Kapalaka or something. Some, it was some, some guy from was Calgary that was guy. some big yeah. dude. They, well, yeah. they were both big guys. Oh, yeah. Like they were easily the two biggest guys on the ice. Yeah. So that almost made the fight better was seeing those guys yeah. fight. It was a wicked fight, man. They oh. were throwing 
bombs. And the best part is it was at center ice. Like yeah. on the dot was the fight. It was great. That's one thing I hate about so many fights now is it's so much like just drop the gloves and grab the guy immediately. Mm. This one had the full like, yeah. I want to say 10 to 15 seconds of just squaring up first. Yeah. Yeah. And that got the whole building on their feet because it yeah. just brings that anticipation up. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they delivered. It was, oh God, it was one of the best kind of hockey fights because there was no defense at all. They were just <laughs> swinging. Yeah. But it, oh, it was a great fight. Yeah. But then, yeah, back to your friends who were sitting there watching these two behemoths try to yeah. knock each other out. Yeah. They, <laughs> I remember one of them looked at me like, as soon as it happened, everyone's standing on their feet. We're kind of waiting for them to go. And as soon as they started throwing punches, it was like, They'd almost just clued in, like, oh, they're fighting. Like, they didn't know what was happening at first. Yeah. And one of them looks at me and goes, is this part of the game? <laughs> yeah, almost like, it's, it's like, it's like it, you get intermissions, you get warm-up, and you get a fight. Like, every yeah. game, they stop the game so two guys can fight. And then they were asking after, because it, it wasn't a knockout fight. They just kind of ended up, like, they had oh, nothing yeah. left in the tank, so they ended up just draped on top of each other and, yeah. you know, gave each other the pat on the back, like, you know, it's a sign of respect. And they, same thing, like, why are they hugging now? I thought, I thought they were mad. Like, yeah. they, they couldn't figure out how yeah. it worked. The, the funny part is, like, it's, it's hard to tell the story because you can't convey how serious their question was. It yeah. was like, it was like as serious as asking what, you know, what's the answer? Two plus two. It's like, why are they hugging? Why is this happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It was a very good first game for them to see too, because we also came back from two nothing in the third period. Yeah. And tied it up, brought it to overtime. Oh, like holes in with a beautiful dangle. Right. Right in front of the goalie and yep. tucked it five hole. Garland doing exactly what he's supposed to do, too. Yep. He was that dirty yep. net front presence, got his own rebound and and, and shoved Pet it in. And Pedersen finding him back door with yeah. like a perfect pass. That's right. It's exactly what you'd want to see. And the whole night will forever be just slightly tainted by the refs because I'm a Canucks fan. And of course they will be. But... You guys are not as biased towards the Canucks as I am. Not even close. Tell me what you thought of that penalty that was called in overtime. On Pod Colson. On Pod Colson. Honestly, it was a horrible call. Pod Colson didn't even move his feet. The guy just kind of tripped over like the toe of his his skate. Um, shouldn't have been a call, but the way they were calling penalties that game. Oh, yeah. everything was a penalty. So yeah. including the fights, there were 17 penalties in yeah. that game. Jesus. And uh, many of them were questionable. Like oh, yeah. a lot of them for both teams were like, really? You're going to call that? Mm -hmm. Like this is a contact yeah. league. Which is weird because so much of preseason games is it's tryouts. Yeah. You know, like these are tryouts for the majors or for the for the the big leagues. Right. And it sucks for a lot of these players who are, you know, working their hardest, and then they go sit in the box. One thing I noticed quite a few times was that the Canucks started their second unit power play first. Mm. And a few times I was like, wait, it's not like our first liners weren't just on or anything. Like, they, they are rested. And I think that's why. Is the coaches, you know, they know Pedersen's going to be on the team. They know Pod Colson's going to be on the team. They want to see those Abbotsford guys and go, okay, who should we be looking at here? Yeah. Right? And I think that's a lot of it. The real question, since I didn't go out with you guys, do you, you wanted to take them, let them know, you know, experience Vancouver. That game was on Sunday, right? Yes, it was. It was. 
Did we did not go to, to the Roxy. Roxy. No, I knew you were going We almost went to the Roxy. How do you not take them to Roxy? Sunday? So after the game, we did have to part ways. They had other arrangements that were going yeah, on that night. They were going. They the were Roxy. going partying, yeah. so they probably <laughs> ended up at the Roxy. Yeah, yeah no. They, yeah. We we went to the warehouse, and I took Tyler's recommendation. Had a fantastic beef dip sandwich. By the second way, second of very the good. day. Yeah, right. Marcus and I both had. So we both at the game. I was talking to Tyler. I'm like, oh yeah, when I, because I'm a, obviously a regular at the games. I'm like, I, I get the carved sandwich, which is like a prime rib sandwich. Mm-hmm. And Tyler's like, oh yeah, me too. I get that all the time. So sure enough, we both get in there. We go over, get a carved sandwich, which is a beef dip without the dip. It's a prime rib sandwich. Mm-hmm. Comes with a phenomenal pickle, by the way, to the, all the pickle fans out there. Yeah. It's, it's also $25 with a drink. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty pricey, but yeah. but it's a good sandwich though. Like for stadium food, it's really, really good. Okay. But anyway, uh, yeah, and if you're someone who doesn't like pickles, Jake will happily eat your pickle for you. (laughs) Solid pickle. That's why he only knows what the pickle tastes like. (laughs) But anyway, so we eat that and we go to the warehouse and I don't really go there much. And Tyler was telling me about his last experience there. He's like, oh, I, I had the beef dip and it was like really, really good. I was like, okay. And in my head, I'm like, I just had a beef sandwich like an hour and a half ago. Like. Uh, I don't know anything else on the menu, so sure. So I had another beef sandwich. Well, me and Tyler both did. Tyler also did that. But anyway, then passing that on the way home, then we walked by the Roxy, and we all looked, and we were like, all right, what time do we all work tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but yeah, it was the Sunday Roxy night. Was it was empty. Yeah, yeah there, was I was surprised, dead. but it was also quite early, though, yeah. when we went. It was. I like, could see my friends in there, but other than that, there was no one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were no. performing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> up on stage with a country band. <laughs> that I would pay money to see. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we got Emmanuel and Emmanuel yeah. and Albert. <laughs> yeah, They're going to sing well. some Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> some I Cyrus. want my mullet back. <laughs> I'd love to hear that with an African accent. That would be something else. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> speaking of things that make me uncomfortable... The uh, Canucks have a lot of injuries now that they're dealing ah, with. Ah, yes. So, you know uh, what? We we should get an, uh, a button for injuries. I think we kind of have one. What? What would it be? No, that's not that's injury. our Evander Kane or P.K. Subban news. There is no more P.K. Subban news. There's still one. Nice. Stop hitting that button, man. We can't do that. Hey, <laughs> they played that song at the Canucks game. <laughs> they played a, a different version of that song. Hey, we want some... Bruce Boudreaux. Hey, we want some Bruce. Hey. <laughs> oh, no. That's not something I ever Wait, wanted to did hear. Did you guys hear about the, the list of like the most attractive coaches oh, in the NHL? Yeah. Yeah. Boudreaux came 16th. Yeah. yeah. And then he was like, what are they blind? <laughs> I like too. And he was like, oh, they asked him, they're like, well, who do you think should be number one and who should be 32? And he was like, I'm not telling you guys. He's like, I have my own answers, but I'm not going to tell. Yeah. And they told him who it was on either side, and he was like, oh, yeah. not who I thought it was going to yeah, be. Was Jay Woodcroft was number one, and then Peter Laviolette was number <laughs> 32. <laughs> Jay Woodcroft, is that Dallas? No, that's uh, Edmonton, isn't he? I was going to say someone like maybe Rod Brendamore. Yeah, or that's what I thought. I was yeah. like, man, that, that guy's, guy's a stud. Yeah, that guy's a stallion. Just fucking that guy's benching. A stallion. Yeah. <laughs> That guy's benching. Guy, he's benching all the girlfriends yeah. on the team. Like, come he on, could play right now. Yeah. Well, anyway, Jay Woodcroft is the Oilers' coach. <laughs> Just all right. No. I got it. Yeah. I knew that one. Um, it's 
by That's Blitzen. surprising though, because if he's the guy I'm thinking of, he did you say wait, did you say he got first or last? He got first. first. Yeah. Peter Laviolette was that last. makes well, I guess I don't I don't know how attractive the other ones are, but yeah, I wouldn't have had him at number All one. All right, next episode, we're ranking yeah. most attractive coaches. Yeah. Well, we've done wives, so we might as well. We've done hockey player wives. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That was an early episode. That was in Jake's basement. That was before the studio. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. That was. Anyway, what I was trying to talk about was injuries. <laughs> right. That made me uncomfortable, too. <laughs> yes. But injuries. The Canucks are now missing Ilya Mikheyev, Travis Dermott, Brock Besser, and Tyler Myers was sick for like 24 hours, but he's back. So. Damn it. God. <laughs> I mean, you never wish injury on a guy, but like. But you do wish sickness. When you hear. Whoa. I don't know about that. But anyway, this obviously has me and many other Canucks fans panicking because Besser is making a lot of money. McKayev is making a lot of money, but they're not out long enough to really get much back on LTIR. So we're just missing two really good, important players. Two top six wingers. Well, yep. Besser was approved to be back on the ice. So he is skating again. He's I back on he the... had to have hand surgery. Yeah, he, he did, did. yeah. He's he out did, but he is skating he, again. He can skate. He just can't touch a hockey what, stick. What, do you have like a fingernail <laughs> infection or something? Like, well, I mean, you don't need your hands to skate. This is yeah, a, this coming from like you. Tyler's injury. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tyler's artificial injury in his hand. That was also something we didn't realize at the time when we were in Whistler was that group that Bester was part of came out for the scrimmage as a team and he wasn't on it. And we were all trying to figure out like, oh, if he's not there, maybe they have like a mix of players. Like we didn't know until the end of the day. We were like, oh, he's injured. Like there's a problem. So, I mean, if he's skating, that's the one thing I feel like he needs to work on. So it's not the worst. <laughs> yeah. His shot's okay. Yeah. He doesn't need his hands yeah, right just now. Bag skate him. He's just at the public, the Toonie skates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Marcus learning how to skate and Brock Besser also <laughs> learning how to skate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'd love to race that guy. He's got the, the thing to hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking in his boots. Yeah, Marcus is going backwards. They're holding hands. <laughs> I would love to do that. I'd love to see someone Photoshop that. Memes guy. Get on that. <laughs> yeah, the memes guy's been kind of dormant lately. I haven't oh, seen much man. content. He's well, plotting. I guess he's not walking. that he's had much to was gonna make say, content based off of. We haven't yeah. been putting up episodes lately. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come on, man. <laughs> I've been busy. <laughs> I'm just playing. Yeah. Yeah. No, we have been between going to Whistler and the camps and work and stuff. Yeah, it is hard to do these. But yep. anyway, so that, yeah, we're missing some high-end players and we're going to suffer from that at the beginning of the season. Apparently, McKayev might be able to come back for the season opener, but Besser's going to miss at least the first week or two. I think um, without too much thought and too much discussion, I'd love to hear who your guys' preseason standout is, uh, and we'll go all the way around the horn. Marcus, why don't you start? I would have to say based off of only the game, not, not training camp, I would have to actually say Hoaglander because I saw some of the highlights from the game they were playing in Calgary at the same time as our game. Yeah. Hoaglander looked really good. Like, obviously, he was playing against a stacked Calgary team, so he wasn't really able to do much, but he very much looked like he was in his element. There's a lot of people speculating that he could end up filling in for Besser until Besser comes back. Yeah. And honestly, after seeing that, I wouldn't mind that at all. I think he'd do great with some uh, more minutes and on the top lines. 
I'm going to have to go with my all-time favorite Vancouver Canuck. <clears throat> He's only played Troy Stetcher doesn't play on the Canucks anymore. <laughs> He's only played one career preseason game, but I think Andre Kuzmenko looked pretty good. <laughs> the uh I've been I've been pretty high on this guy saying he's going to get 40 and stuff. He was in all the right places. He he looked fast out there. I uh, was making all the right plays. Him and Pedersen had uh, had some pretty good chemistry on mm-hmm. on a few little plays there. They did. And it looked pretty fancy. Yeah. So I uh, I really liked what I saw from Kuzmeko. Yeah, the other thing which we which we didn't touch on was his board battles too. Yeah. Like he was oh, yeah. strong he was great. on the puck. Yeah. 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 But that chemistry, you're right. They had so many like between the legs or backdoor passes that just came so close to working. But a lot of times they'd either make one too many passes or they'd be just off. But you can tell if if and when they click, they're going to be a really good combo. Mm-hmm. Next, Henrik and Daniel. Well, let's just slow down. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, uh, there's a player I really want to choose, but I, I think he's definitely edged out. And that player was going to be Brady Keeper. I thought, yeah, he is such a mobile, confident defenseman. Like. You know, obviously, last season he was injured for the most of it. Yeah, uh, no, all of it. Actually. Yeah, he he got injured in uh, training camp last year. Yeah. He broke his leg. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, honestly, like he he looked like he had something to prove. Like it just, I only watched him at training camp because obviously he was at the game in Calgary. Yeah, but in the training camp, like he looked solid. He was making great passes. He was breaking up plays. He was he was solid. I, he I was really, going around guys too at the blue line, like fake shot, then go around your yeah. check and skate in. He yeah. was really good. In my opinion, you know, I think it's definitely between him and Jack Rathbone um, for that for, last spot. for that last spot. I think you know, I think I think they should give Brady Keeper a chance. I think he's really that good. Um, but no, the player I'm going with as the biggest standout of the preseason has to be Vasily Podkolzin. Uh, the guy just looks like he's taken a huge step in the offseason. Um, he's stronger. He's fighting for those pucks. Uh, he's using his size, which is really nice to see. Yeah. Um, he also just seems so much more determined. Uh, yeah, I think that you know he's moving in the right direction to have this season be a breakout season for him. I agree. Uh, I was going to go with Podkolzin as my standout. Just I think everybody's really excited to see what he can do this year. But I'll switch it up. Uh, maybe not the most exciting preseason game, but somebody I'm very excited in the future and just getting a glimpse of it is Silvos. I think that's how you Silovs. pronounce it. Silovs. Archers, Silovs, yeah. yeah. It's always exciting when we get a new goalie based on how the rest of the goalies that we've drafted or have gotten. Yep. I think that he's going to be somebody good, and I'm excited to see what he does in the next couple games. Actually, it's funny you bring up goalies because the one that we haven't talked about is Ty Young. Yes. Yeah, but, you know, because he's, I think he's like 20. Yeah, he's like quite he was, young. Or 19, like he was just drafted. Mm-hmm. And he looked perfectly in, at, uh, in in the right place at training camp. Yeah. Like he did not look out of place at all. You know, it was funny seeing him in all his Prince George Cougars gear. But yeah. like, uh, other than that, like, I thought he looked fine. Yeah. Right? Like, I thought, to be perfectly honest, I thought he looked better than Di Pietro. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I that DiPietro's gone. Yeah, DiPietro's rough, man. And you know what? And I have to say this because he's taken a lot of hate for that. It is 100% the fault of the team. Oh, 100%. They, they benched him for an entire year and didn't let him play a hockey game just in case because they were desperate to make the playoffs that year. Then when they finally loaned him back to Abbotsford at the end of the year, or sorry, not Abbotsford, it was um, a different team back then. Because it, it was they merged with St. Louis. I think it was Utica, actually. Yeah, like St. Louis had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just with COVID, it was a bunch of weird stuff going on. 
but they sent him back there and he actually didn't play a game when he went back. Or I think he might have only played one. Yeah. But my point is that was a huge development year for him, just robbed. So I feel bad for him because he probably could have been at the very least an NHL backup, but through no fault of his own, I, I just don't see it anymore. I, I think he was kind of always a little overhyped. Um, like he was a solid minor league goalie, but some of, some of those players just don't make the next step yeah. to the NHL. Like look at a player like Zach Fucali, who was supposed mm-hmm. to be an unreal goalie coming to the NHL and he's a perennial AHL goaltender. Yeah. Um, and, I think that's DiPietro's um, storyline is right there. And he's he's doesn't have any size, so he really doesn't have a whole lot going for him. Mm. So, um, I mean, it's nice to see the Canucks have Silovs. They have Ty Young. young. Ty Young, yeah. Um, he's, and, a, he's a ways away, though. And they have oh, Ian yeah. Clark. So, yeah, you, put, yeah. you put Silovs and uh, DiPietro down in the AHL and uh, let Ty Young develop. Or maybe bring yeah. him there. Well, the, but then they also have Dalia that they got to worry about too, right? So yeah. Well, I mean, I'm more comfortable with Dalia kind of being a third goalie up here, like the kind of goalie that we move back and forth. Oh, but it probably we'll will be. They'll yeah. figure something out. Yeah, like you said, Ty Young. He's not NHL ready yet, but it was oh nice God, to see him. He is years away. Yeah, yeah, but it was nice to see him, like you said, at training camp, just keeping up. Like he looked like he was in the right place. So that that was nice to see. All right, and there's just one more piece of Canucks news that I wanted to bring up. And it's not Canucks news per se, but it, it I would argue this is the segment it belongs in. So Francesco Aquilini uh, has been accused. Again, nothing's been proven yet in court, but some interesting developments are happening. Uh, he's been accused of abusing his children when they were younger. They are all now adults. There's three of them. Okay. Uh, obviously, it's... Uh, story that we're going to tread pretty lightly on. Yeah, this doesn't sound like something we would normally cover. No, it it isn't. And it's not really because we're not going into that. That's a very personal private matter that Mm -hmm. we have no business uh, talking about. However, an interesting development has been made and that's that a burner account has been identified on Twitter and it was at first believed to be Francesco Aquilini and it seems now like it's actually his current girlfriend who set up a burner account and has been openly thrashing people that are saying bad things about Francesco. <laughs> this whole thing is unraveling in a really bad way. Mm-hmm. So first of all, this uh, account was called at Brooke D Ellis. The account has since been deleted mm-hmm. and it only followed two people. And one of those people was, no, or, sorry, sorry. It's, it's follow. It's only followed by two people. And one of those people is Francesco Aquilini. Mm, yeah. Tough look. So they, they didn't. Okay. I mean, I have yeah. to ask who is the other person that's following this account? I, I don't know. It, it only shows on here Francesco Aquilini because it's like a mutual person. The and the, account, the account. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, and then it got deleted. The accounts. So you yeah, can't yeah. even look at This account existed for less than 48 hours. Oh, Jesus. And also, they really just didn't understand how burner accounts work because. He followed it. Yeah. <laughs> like, what an idiot. You create an account, you trash the people trashing on him, and then account gets deleted within 48 hours. Hmm. I wonder what's going on here. Mm-hmm. You got to talk to Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Well, Francesco Aquilini has always done things that other bad owners in the league seem to do. And I seem to remember Eugene Melnick had a few burner accounts going for a while there. So maybe he got the idea from there. But I'm going to read you a couple of the tweets that his girlfriend, allegedly, but like everyone oh, knows. Good. Should be fun. Uh, yeah. yeah. So everyone knows who Patrick Johnston is. He's a Canucks reporter. Okay. Uh, so he just reposted the news story that the province put up about the situation, which is that right. there's serious al- allegations of child abuse uh, leveled against Francesco Aquilini. The response from the burner account was, she's using her kids to extort him. She's a horrible human being. None of this is true. Talia is a gold digger. Talia, his ex-wife, his ex. His, his, sorry, yes. Talia okay. is Francesco's ex-wife who is leading these allegations. I see. I see. Okay. Mm. Um, however, right, it should be pointed out again that the children in question here are not children anymore. They are adults, and they have all corroborated this story. Mm-hmm. So, co- corrobor- corroborated. Corroborated. Sorry, sounded like a four-year-old. Corroborated. Um. Uh, a few more where they're responding to hockey night in Canada. Uh, where they reposted the same story. Uh, or sorry, just at Hockey Night. Mm. Uh, Francesco Aquilini loves his children and has been trying to mend the hatred that Talia has created between them. These allegations are not true. She's just a straight-up gold digger. No one will ever love again. Wow. it's quite the tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Um, there's, there's more. But I'm going to bring up maybe the most interesting one where uh, someone named Trent Leith, uh, again, reposted the story and also had some choice words to say to Francesco. He's not happy with him. And the response from the burner account is, LOL, what are you, a dishwasher from Surrey? And then a bunch of laughing, crying faces. Oh, my God. And then Trent responded by saying... That is the most bizarre insult I have ever heard. <laughs> this is really random. <laughs> Matt, yeah. Francesco, you clearly aren't getting your chirps from your hockey players. Yeah. Uh, another, that sounds like a chirp that a rich person would say. Yeah. Well, what, you do you, what do you, <laughs> yeah. you do? Make minimum wage? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you have, a boss? <laughs> You only have one checking account. Yeah. <laughs> you take the bus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the last one I'll read off. There's more, but I, I feel like they're not all as entertaining. Is that someone else, again, just responded to the story saying, wow, thanks, Francesco, or something to that effect. Just, again, voicing displeasure at, at the Canucks owner. And the burner account responds, what do you do for this community besides talk shit about people you don't know? Do you provide jobs for others or give back to the community? Or let me guess, you took Serb from the government. Ha ha ha, I bet. <laughs> and what's my favorite part of that tweet is that Serb is spelled S E R B. Uh, uh, Serb. intellect. Everybody yeah. rides. And then <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it, for someone who hasn't ever had anything to say on Twitter, they sure had a lot to say in a short period of time. Yes. It's just the weirdest situation I've, I've ever seen. N- not quite, but like, it's weird. It's really weird. It's goofy. That was the, oh. oh my God. Man, that, that was. That could have been the most <laughs> flawless transition to give for the week. I didn't think we were done with the story, but everybody was staring at me. No, it, well, it was, 
There's no more to say about it other than it's goofy. <laughs> what a goof! That's right. Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is my segment, my part of the show where I go and I find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. I bring up that story with the guys and we have a little chat about it. And this week, we're bringing it up with the intern too. I'm going to keep saying that until he's no longer the intern. Anyway. Are you planning on promoting him? No. Maybe. If, if a position opens up. Okay. If, if we have to... If I have another heart attack? <laughs> if, yeah, if we have to trim the fat and then replace it. We'll see. Wow. Okay. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Anyway, so uh, this week, the biggest goof of the week is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wow. Uh, yeah, why? Or... I, I feel like usually I would know this. The, yeah. go- the goofiest thing to happen this week happened regarding the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because in their preseason game on Wednesday, the Toronto Maple Leafs had, unfortunately, two defensemen go down due to injury. The first being Jordy Ben, and the second being a player I'm not as familiar with, Carl Dahlstrom. Anyway, so these two guys, they went down, and it left the Toronto Maple Leafs with only four defensemen. Now, naturally, I feel like most teams would just play out the rest of the game, especially being a preseason game, Mm -hmm. play out the rest of the game with four defensemen. It's tough, but I mean, these guys have probably been doing it their whole lives. They could survive with just four defensemen. Not the Maple Leafs. not the Maple Leafs. Wait, what did they do? What they decided to do was throw Alex Kerfoot and Callie Yarncroke on defense. You're joking. I am not. So, for the second half of the preseason game on Wednesday against the Montreal Canadiens, Callie Yarncroke and Alex Kerfoot were defensemen for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, I, I've heard of them tough. bringing, like, defense up to forwards sometimes when there's injuries, but very rarely does it go the other way around, if yeah. ever. Yeah. Hey, that is bizarre. Matt Murray still ended out up with a shutout, so <laughs> they must have oh, done they were playing in the ma- <laughs> they were playing Moving the up the rankings. Yeah, they were playing a very young Canadians team that had none of their starters playing. Oh. And actually, it was a combined shutout. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it was a combined between Murray and uh, Shulgren. Kerfoot's a pretty good two-way forward, and I think he's going to make the team. Like he yeah. played all well, last so year. So is Kelly oh, Yarncroke. Yeah. Yeah. Both oh, you of them think so? Oh, both oh, of them yeah, were on the dude. team, one hundred percent. Oh, okay. Yeah, Kelly that, that's a solid second and, pairing for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and Yarncroke is a better defensive player than Kerfoot is. Okay, yeah, I don't know anything about two-way player. Yarncroke used to be the third line center in Nashville. Well, oh, he okay. he was a centerman who played the wing, but yeah, he was a he was on the third line in Nashville for years. I was going to say that would be tough if they threw like a person that was on the brink of making a team back there because obviously they're going to look bad. <laughs> like, mm. let's see your versatility. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do in that? Well, Kelly Arnkirk was just signed this offseason. Like, he was yeah. just signed. In yeah. Toronto, and they're like, hey, how do you want to play defense? Yeah. <laughs> and Kelly Arnkirk, I'm a center. <laughs> Maybe they did this on purpose. Maybe they're trying to find their new star defenseman. And they're just hoping that he's already on yeah, the like team. A little Dustin Bufflin ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Austin Brent Burns. Brent Burns. Burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Has Dustin yeah. Bufflin even retired yet? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Did he like officially though? Yes, I yeah. believe so. Yeah. I think I, last season. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Number one D pairing. He had Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner <laughs> ripping up the point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. But I don't know. Man, such that's a, a weird move. One would even say it's kind of goofy, isn't it? It's quite goofy. <laughs> I would yeah, agree with goof. that. Goofy certified. Certified goof. Certified goof. <laughs> <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> you are the certified yeah. goof. Oh, How many times do you think they've been the goof? Oh, not not, not as, as many much as, as you would think. think really. Yeah, I mean, there's because I mean, they're a good team. They could have been. But. Put it this way: every time they were the goof, I remember it. <laughs> okay, who? What do you think's been the most common goof? Then, 
Well, put it this way. Uh, we had to make a whole extra oh, segment yeah, for the, Subban and yeah, Kane yeah, yeah, because it fair. was them all the time. Yeah, yeah I and, had to, yeah, I had to dial back on the Kane and Subban. Yeah, there. but there was there was like a, I would say like four or five month span where every week one of them, one of the two of them at least would do something. Yeah. And so that's why we just went. No, we need to make Goof a separate thing because it's just becoming yeah. Kane and Subban news. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. There's the biggest goof of the week. Toronto Maple Leafs putting Callie Yarncroke and Alex Kerfoot on defense midway through a game. I might add. Anyway, dump and chase. Okay, well, that's about all the time we have for the first half of the show. It is nine thirty nine PST. Uh, we're gonna. T- <laughs> <laughs> we're arriving at YVR International yeah. Airport. If you look on the right side of your. Why do you, ha- you put your watch over here? I thought Actually, you wanted me to read the time. Actually, speaking of airplanes, have you no. Guys- what the. <laughs> Have you guys ever heard of I'm this? so lost. Yeah, wait. Okay, time- wait. No, let's let's talk about this in the break. In the break or after the break? Let's talk about it in the break. Are we going to leave it in though? I don't know. Maybe but- maybe not. Guess you have to listen to the break to find out. <laughs> All right. See you on the other side. After a word from our fake sponsor. Shit. Let's forget that. <laughs> This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by Beaver Buzz Energy Drinks. Thank you so much, Beaver Buzz, for sponsoring the boys. We are all Beaver Buzzing. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is also brought to you by Alex Galchenyuk. Much like the East Coast, he used to be in pretty good shape, but not anymore. Alex Galchenyuk, Avs legend. We'll be right back. Okay, so, what's the airplane thing? Okay, okay, Someone's okay. got to tell me the airplane thing. Okay. so fucked. Okay, go ahead. So, you guys know how there's like cruise ships and stuff? Have you ever been on a cruise? I've heard of cruise ships, and I've been on one. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, think of a cruise ship. Oh, you've never ship. been on a cruise? Okay, well, it's really fun. You should try it. Yeah. Think, of, think of a cruise in the sky. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, so there's this freaking sky cruise thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently what? it's just going to have like unlimited nuclear energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just it'll stays. It'll never land. Yeah, it'll never land, so it's just always going to stay yeah. in the air. And for people to get on it, like they're gonna fly other planes mm. to this plane, you like land a plane on it to get in. Yeah, it's like Wait, a world above the sky. This unlocked a weird memory for me. Do you guys remember the TV show Totally Spies? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With the three. Yeah, yeah the Sorry, three. I'm, yeah, I'm a little older than you guys. Yeah. Well, it's too bad you missed out because chill out. Bomb. <laughs> two, two of them were hot. Oh my. So. Three of them. Are you nuts? Are you nuts? Okay, you okay, try to okay, tell okay, me right okay, now. Okay, okay. Yeah. Three, you're right. It's not Jack Campbell so, we're talking about. <laughs> it's even worse if he tried to tell me okay, three no. of those he wouldn't smash because I know he would. All three of them are hot, but in my opinion, there's a wide gap between three and two. But anyway, you're right. Yeah, they're all grandma hot. was cooking. <laughs> what? Okay, no, but there's... There's an episode where they're on that. They're on like some kind of plane that's like a luxury plane thing that doesn't land. It just circles the globe. But that's also like a futuristic spy thing that like, you know, Welcome obviously wouldn't exist. But oh, that's weird to think this that thing like. This isn't going to work. Oh, it's going to hold 5,000 people. It's 5,000 yeah, It's got movie it's theaters. It's, it's got shopping malls. It's it got shows, swimming pools. It shows like a 747 landing on like the smallest area of this thing yeah, it's, it's insane it's what? supposed this, to be mass how is yeah. it going to stay in the air for any period of yeah. time Dude, nuclear energy no, no, unlimited no. nuclear I get, energy i, know. I get <laughs> having <laughs> like regenerated energy and stuff like i can see 
a thing staying in the, the air for a long time. Yeah. But something the size of two cruise ships. Oh, this is <laughs> massive. How, it, it's not the energy. It's the aerodynamics that Dude, I'm not understanding. It's an airplane. It flies, all right? <laughs> it's got like... It's got like... Yeah, it's, stupid idiot. Yeah. Meet, meet the lead engineer on the project, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's got like freaking 16 engines. It's this so crazy. It's No, it's serious. Okay, so you know like a normal plane wing just has... They have like the wings and they have the engines? Yes. This thing has like two... Two of them, and they're just lined with them. It's crazy. Have you guys ever seen Marcus's uh, diagram for renewable energy? Oh, oh my god, boy. it was the <laughs> that was <laughs> the, the, no no. Tell me this wouldn't work. The, yeah, but oh the, you did see it. Okay. Yeah. Oh oh, I did show it to you. Oh yeah, this was at the height of COVID, where we couldn't leave the house, so we couldn't funny. go to work. Like oh. there were problems. I had a lot of time to think, and yes, I came up with a, a device. <laughs> A perpetual motion machine. A perpetual motion machine, yeah. yes. That it just it ran on magnets. It was a turbine. It had springs in it. <laughs> it was very elaborate. And I'm convinced it would have worked. I just don't have the materials or the resources to yeah. like create a prototype. Mm -hmm. But it would work. It would work. You're still convinced it would work, even though it breaks the laws of physics. 100%. If I okay. can... No, it doesn't break the law of physics. It, it, it abuses them. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. All right. Well, There's a few yeah, jokes right. I'd like to make now that I'm not going to. Uh, let's get back to the episode, shall we? Let's do it. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Remix season three. Welcome back to the second half. I can't even do that. That was so good. Can we put that in the episode? Put it in the episode. Put it, I, seriously, bring it back with the normal music and have it fade into that. Whatever that was. Okay. <laughs> Boys are beaver buzzing today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Welcome back to the second half of the podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, we got a lot more stuff to cover here. Uh, so let's jump right into it. Let's do it. Salary cap. Big news for Canucks fans and a lot of NHL teams. Salary cap is going up. It is supposed to go up $10 million over the next three years. This is phenomenal news for all hockey fans, hockey players, and hockey GMs. It's more money to work with, more money to play with, and more money that we don't have to worry about because we've overspent in the past. There's also more money to sign bad contracts. That is true. It is. But that Miller contract's looking real good wow, now. You, 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 you ruined oh, yeah. my mood just there. Wow. <laughs> but just think, if that goes up 10 years, Myers' contract's going to be gone. Pearson's going to be gone. We're going to have so much money to play with. We can sign Cassian for $10 million. Ooh. What? Where do you come up with these things? I like it. Castle. <laughs> they had Cassian. Castle. And they let him go. Yeah, but now we need a little more energy back at the Roxy. Yeah. Do we? Yeah, it was pretty dead on Sunday night. <laughs> Cassian would have been there. 
Okay, but seriously, $10 million, that means a lot to a lot of teams. Like, the, the Canucks' biggest problem over the past decade, almost, has been overspending and terrible contracts. This is a little bit of a gift. It's a get-out-of-jail-free card. And I would like to say that I trust this management to do the right things with that extra money. But as a Canucks fan, I'm also very hesitant to ever say that I have faith in the management of this team. Yeah, basically all this does is gives them the flexibility to re-sign potentially Horvat, Pedersen, and Hughes when they come up. They're not adding anyone. They're just not losing anyone. You say and that's Todd all Coles it does, them. but like all it does is allow you to re-sign your core? That's... Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah, but I just don't want people to get ahead of themselves and think, "Oh, we're gonna bring in Kane." Like, no, that is yeah. enough money to bring in that. Patrick Kane. Yeah. <laughs> no, this does not now mean you can go out and overspend. It means you're lucky because the overspending you did isn't going to punish you as much as it should have. Challenge right? accepted. <laughs> you would be the GM of the year every year, hundred <laughs> percent. I'd be, I'd be getting all these players on no future for this team. We're win now with nobody. Yeah, he's never drafting a single player. Just PTOs to all the burnouts <laughs> and then way overpaying the stars. Yeah, and what what's the maximum amount of time you can trade a draft pick? Is it like it, it, like now, can you trade one three years in the future? Yeah, so you can trade this year's. So you can trade 2023, 2024, and 2025. Yeah, starting 2025, Tyler's teams would have zero draft picks 100%. at all. No future. We don't need draft picks. We're in win now mode. <laughs> What if, what if you were the GM of the Arizona Coyotes? No, we definitely don't need... We're, we're going after Phil Kessel again. We're bringing him home. <laughs> <laughs> we're offering Austin Matthews $22 yeah. million a year. Photoshopping like, pictures of him in an Arizona Coyotes like <laughs> blanket in his bed. Yeah. <laughs> Austin, Austin Matthews is coming home. Yeah. We're going after Connor McDavid somehow. Like, yeah. I heard... Uh, between those two, it's going to be like $45 million. I heard uh, the new team for Austin Matthews, if the Leafs don't make the Stanley Cup or he's not happy with them, is the Kings. That's really? what I heard, yeah. L.A. Yeah, I could see it. It's yeah, LA. for sure. It's, uh, yeah. That makes no sense. Why would he go from somewhere where he's taxed just about as bad as it can be well, to somewhere equally as bad? I don't think it's worse. Yeah, worse. I think it's, he wants to live that L.A. lifestyle. Yeah. I think guess. Think about LeBron, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he likes hanging out with the celebrities. He likes going to Vegas. He likes the fights. He likes... He but that's why I'm surprised style. he wouldn't sign in Vegas then. Yeah, no. that's true. Vegas is a shit I, show, though. Yeah. I, yeah, that's the problem. That organization and is a gong show. Honestly, LA's been doing everything right. They just need goaltending. Yeah, and if they had Austin Matthews and a goalie... They would be a cup contender. I would, I'd be putting them first in the Pacific. Oh, it, yeah. I'll be real, though. If I was Matthews in, in the next, what is his contract up in two seasons, I think? This is the yeah. last one. No, no, no. They've, no. He's got two he's more got, He's got this season and one more. Yeah. Right, yes. Yeah. So after that season, I think I'd be looking more at Anaheim. Just the way the futures of those teams are playing out, I think Anaheim has more potential, personally. I think, I think that's like saying, why would he be looking at Toronto? He should be looking at Ottawa. You know, like in really? terms of, yeah, like Anaheim is, to me, it's like not as lucrative as Who playing wants to in live in, in Anaheim, though? Like, yeah, I'd rather live in LA. Anaheim is what, nine minutes away from LA? 90. Uh, with traffic, oh, God, you're like an hour and a half. Isn't Disneyland where Anaheim is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'd rather be in LA. Yeah. No. If, you, if you're going to go down to play in LA to be an LA superstar, you're going to play for the Kings. It's like if you're going to LA to play for a basketball team, 
You're playing for the Lakers. You're not playing for the Clippers. Even though you're, you're playing an arena, you're playing. Yeah, I know. Right? You're playing. <laughs> you're playing for the Dodgers. You're not playing for the Angels. I do like, see what Marcus says. Like, if I had my choice, like, like no, uh, no uh, geographical, yeah, components. Yeah. Very good. The Anaheim Ducks are a more exciting know. team than the LA Kings. That was a long yeah. word. I went to Douglas yeah. College. Not <laughs> 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 to brag or anything. General studies, criminology. It's oh, oh, actually kind of cool. Well, and they taught you about geographical components. And yep. <laughs> I took a history course. Oh, there you go. Ooh. Ah, that's where you learn about geographical yep. components. World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> 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 if I'm Austin Matthews, man, I'm going to Columbus so I can play with Line A. Oh my god, <laughs> this and stupid idea. Line A, Line A, Gaudreau, and freaking Austin Matthews. That'd be a pretty solid line, right? It would be hilarious seeing Line A and Matthews. Together after so much like comparison yeah. against the who two went, of them. Who went third that year? Pierre Luc Dubois. Dubois. All right, Dubois going to back to Columbus. Who went fourth of that year? I don't want to build this to fifth. So wait, let's wait, just stop talking about wait, it. What, we got this. Fourth wasn't fourth like freaking uh, fifth was Barrett Hayden. No, it, or something? it was not. Was it not? Nope. Fourth was. Pulley Arby, and then oh, it went Ole Ulevi. And then Ole Ulevi. And, and then, then Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> oh. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, that's. I'm glad we did that. But I, <laughs> I, I still, I think that's nitpicky of players not to go to Anaheim because it's too far from L.A. when it's the same distance from, like, Vancouver to Abbotsford. Yeah, but why would I want to go live in Abbotsford if I'm making $15 million a year? Because in this... Californian yeah. version of that, Abbotsford is still a main, a major city. I know, I, don't, I know, but Austin Matthews is going there because he wants to live there. He's not going there because he wants to win. I, I don't want to pretend play for the like Maple I, Leafs. He doesn't care about winning. Yeah, I don't want to pretend like I know, but I would just think to myself, like being an LA sports superstar, like you have to play for the Kings. Like you don't play for Anaheim and expect to be an LA superstar. Like I don't know that that just makes yeah. more uh, sense yeah. to me. You know? I mean, you, when you think of LA, you think of like, oh, you think Kobe, you think, you think LeBron, you think Shaq, Kershaw. you think Kershaw, you think all these big. You, you don't think yeah. Mike Trout, even though he's an absolute superstar, he's yeah. not the first baseball player that comes to mind yeah, when I think that's LA. True. Uh, Ryan Getzlaff's not the first player that comes yeah. to mind. I'm thinking of like Anze Kopitar and stuff yeah, like true that. Dowdy, true. Like true. when I when yeah. I hear LA, I'm I'm hearing. Los Angeles Kings. Yeah. I'm also hearing Beach. I'm seeing all the celebs. <laughs> what about yeah. the San Jose Sharks? <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. Dude, that's like saying Timo Meyer. I'm thinking of James Reimer. That's also like saying Vancouver and Kelowna. Like, <laughs> come on, Mr. Geographical Component. Well, California is California, okay? Nah, man. We... We we have all the big celebs in L.A. Austin Matthews and his big forehead are trying to pick up some women. That's where he's going, right? Muscle Beach. Can land an airplane on that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Austin Matthews all the biggest foreheaded women in L.A. Yeah, new airport coming to <laughs> L.A. Austin Matthews' forehead. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. Sorry. Nah, that's right, that's well, okay. What were we talking about again? Uh, Blake Wheeler. <laughs> I don't no, think we got we're it. Talking no, about salary the salary cap. cap. We're talking about the salary cap. The going salary on. cap. Yeah. But then we started talking about Austin Matthews. Yeah, and we were I, talking about Line A there for a bit. Yeah, which always yeah. seems to happen. But I feel like we we've said what we need to say about the salary cap. Let's mm -hmm. take Tyler's advice here and talk about Blake Wheeler. Now okay. this is 
older news that we did want to fit in, but we didn't get to put it into previous episodes because there was just too much stuff to talk about. Blake Wheeler has been stripped of his captaincy by the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> so do you think they trade him? That was like a good uh, Millhouse impression there. It's actually Ralphie. Oh, well, same Ralphie. shit. Egg <laughs> on your face. <laughs> I never actually watched fucking The Simpsons, so. Yeah, yeah I don't either. Think, yeah, most people don't. They just know of the references because it's yeah. on TV and yeah. it's on the internet. But. It wasn't on Netflix. If you ask people if they'd watch Family Guy or Simpsons, everyone's going to say Family Guy because it was on Netflix. That's a really good point, actually. Is That's Simpsons true. on any streaming service? Disney uh, it's on Plus. Disney Plus now. Is it on Disney Plus? Yes, yeah. sir. Interesting. You know so what? is Cars. Have you guys seen the new best, Cars best TV show. series? Car- Cars so is funny. the greatest movie. I agree. But have you seen the TV show that just came out? They, no. It's like eight episodes long. All right, I got to watch that. It's actually really funny. There's a couple episodes that are slow, but like it has some good humor in it. Right. It's live action. It's just <laughs> Hot Wheels. It's claiming to each other. Real. <laughs> ha! I'm a queen. <laughs> just fast forward. Oh god! I'm Lightning McQueen. Let's ride. <laughs> Ka-chow! <laughs> Oh wow. boy. <laughs> All right, back to Blake Wheeler. Right. Blake Wheeler. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um yeah, we I, I I think he gets traded. Yeah, I that, I, I think they blow up that team. I think they have their, to. It's in their best interest to get rid of Hellebuck, get rid of freaking Shifley, get rid of Wheeler and build around Connor and Ehlers. Th- think and about Cole Perfetti. You think th- Ehlers is that good? I, yes. Yeah, he's got a lot of skills. Really? really good. I think he doesn't get talked about enough cuz he plays for Winnipeg. If I were the Jets, I would, yeah, I would sell Halibut off instantly because he he still has value. This is as much as he's ever going to be worth. There are teams out there that would still pay way too much for him. A team that comes to mind would be the Leafs because especially if, if Winnipeg decides they're going rebuild, they don't want roster players back. They want futures and prospects. Then the Leafs aren't the team they're trading him to. But the Leafs... They don't have futures or prospects. They don't have good quality futures or prospects. <laughs> okay. But they can offer more of that because they have to go all in. Like we just said, Matthews' contract is coming up soon. Marner's contract is going to come up soon. They have to re-up all these guys and convince them that they can actually change what's happening there. Their defense is okay. Their offense is quite deep. They don't have any goaltending. This is the same problem that they had last year. Right? I'm so it, glad to hear you say that. Shut up. I'll, I'll, <laughs> How did we start talking about the Leafs? I thought we were talking about Blake Wheeler. Nah, no, we're we talking about Hellebuck now. Keep up. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Snoozing over there in the corner. I was searching up his contract. I, Hellebuck's contract? No, Wheeler's. Oh, okay. Do you guys know how much yeah. he's making? Like uh, a lot. Yeah. I, I would say like eight. Yeah, he's making eight two five. Eight yeah. two five. Okay. Well, Nobody's honestly, taking like, that contract. For how was, long? He was worth that. Two more for years a bit. left. Oh, for sure. At, at the beginning, that oh, was yeah. a bad contract. Yeah. This to me is almost like looking into the future of JT, JT Miller. Miller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you thought so too. Yeah, but yeah, it's just it, it was a good contract when they got him. They were competitive. He did what they wanted him to do during that time, but they have mm-hmm. to accept that that time is over. Well, and Winnipeg is not a good hockey team aside from a few players. Their yeah. defense is piss poor. Yeah. Hellbuck's yeah. overrated, and their offense is really weak once you get past their top four players. They would benefit from Marcus's favorite word. 
A retool. Yep. Oh no! A they retool on that. the fly. No, they would. Though. Don't. They no. would need a heavy rebuild. Th- yeah, that's that's not a retool. This isn't like a matter of tweaking things. This is like you need a whole new team. This no, engine. This engine just doesn't understand up. what it means to retool. No, I don't think they need a whole new team. To they, me, retooling. No defense. Retooling is like Morrissey, and that's re- it. Neil re- Pionk is garbage. Okay, wait, wait. I, I have a question because I want to dive into this, this concept of a retool. Did the New York Rangers rebuild or retool? Retooled. Retool. Ooh, I'm on the fence. I'm like, to me, that's very close to in the middle. Because they made a lot of changes. Yeah, but they... They just they, happened they to... They kept a lot of their, their decent players, and they brought in... Because they were young season. enough. Yeah, which is why they didn't have to rebuild, because they retooled. Who does Winnipeg have that's young enough that they can retool around? Kyle uh, Connor. Nikolai Ehlers, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Dubois, uh, no, wants, Dubois out. wants out. No, he doesn't. Uh, yes, he, he does. does. No, he doesn't. No, he does. He, he said he, he doesn't. That doesn't mean that's true. He's in Winnipeg. Him. Of course he wants out. You can trade him. They've got uh, that young kid. Uh, Cole Perfetti. Yeah, Cole Perfetti. Um, do they still have Eric Comer? I hate how much we're talking about the Jets. <laughs> I, I think they need to ship just about everything out except for that's three a rebuild. players. And that is called a rebuild. That I is think, a rebuild. I think they make a couple adjustments and they're back in the playoffs. Yeah. I think they need to retool on the fly. Yeah. Because then they'll suck. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Jake okay. only wants that because they're going <laughs> to yeah. suck. But they, no. if they want to be a good contending team, they need to blow it up and they need to go after Bedard and build around Bedard. Bedard. Yeah. If, I, if be, I were okay. them, I would trade anyone over the age of 24. I know I talk about the, the Jets because I hate them and everything's subjective. I mean this as objectively as possible. If Connor Bedard was drafted by the Winnipeg Jets, it would be the worst thing for the sport of hockey in decades. Oh, That's what 100%. we said about McDavid going to Edmonton, though. And it's true. Can it's you imagine? Not. Dude, I think that he I would doesn't rather get see. anywhere near the notoriety or attention he would get if he played almost anywhere else in the NHL. Yeah, but I would still rather see Connor McDavid in Edmonton than Connor McDavid in Winnipeg, Connor McDavid in Arizona. Yeah, so, Connor I mean, McDavid in Buffalo. Yeah, I would rather see him in Edmonton. In Buffalo, in Edmonton, really? Yeah. See, I think I'd rather see him in Buffalo than in Edmonton. Yeah, that worked out great for Jack Eichel. Yeah, but I mean, McDavid's way better than Jack Eichel. You're right. Anyways, let, let's not go down that rabbit hole. We got plenty to talk about in the second half. So yeah. Let's just keep this train rolling. Yeah. Okay. All right. That all being said, I think it's time we deliver on a promise we made very foolishly last week. Uh, We got into an argument about a specific goalie, who I'm sure will come up later in this conversation, Uh, and it sparked Jake to request that everyone rank... I didn't request it. Didn't didn't you? Who did? Tyler said, next week we're we're doing this. Oh, you idiot. Well, (laughs) I'm excited. Anyway. I'm so excited. You're the only one that isn't excited to do this. I don't know. You weren't prepared. All right. Well, we are going to rank... All 32 starting goaltenders in the NHL. We're going to rank one goalie from every team in the NHL. Not all of them are starters. Re- okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, fine, who we fine, think fine. is going to start. Yeah. This right. Okay. We're, we're going to rank every team's best goalie in our own opinions mm-hmm. in an order of 32 to 1. Uh, we'll kind of do this in segments because obviously we don't all have time to give opinions on every single pick. So we'll do a bunch and then we'll we'll talk about it. Alex, kick it off. All right. Starting at the bottom of the list, the worst starting goaltender in the NHL, Craig Anderson. 
Coming after him, we've got the Arizona Coyotes goalie, Vegmelka. I don't know how to say his name. Don't say the J. Vemelka. There you go. Vemelka. Uh, at number 30, I've got Vanacek. 29, Seattle's goaltender, Grubauer. 28, I've got Columbus's goalie, Merzlikens. 27, I've got the child prodigy, Carter Hart. 26, got the bozo, Mrazek. 25, <laughs> got another bozo. Matt Murray. Uh, 24, I've got Vegas's goalie, Thompson. 23, got defending Stanley Cup champions starting goaltender, Georgiev. 22, Montreal Canadiens, Jake Allen. And 21, John Gibson. Wow, no love for Gibson. Yeah, I was going to say that's quite low. He did not have a good year last year. He didn't, but it's not going to continue to be that bad. I think that was an exceptionally bad year. Their backup goalie had better numbers than him. I think Gibson's a better goalie. He just had a rough team in front of him, and a bad defense will make a good goalie look worse than he is. Eh, yeah. yeah. All right, who's next? Yeah, okay. let's hear Jake's. Um, I have Vimelka in dead last. Uh, then Craig Anderson, Matt Murray, James Reimer, uh, Thompson. Uh, I have Linus Ulmark um, on my list, and I have him at that spot. Um, one up, I have Mrazek, and then Allen. Gorgiev, Jack Campbell, Vanacek, and then at 21, I have Grubauer. Wait, what? what, what? Wow, you have Grubauer high. You have yeah. Grubauer high. You have Campbell yeah. that low, and you have Linus Olmark that low. Yeah. Okay, wait. So what, what? Just because this was the focal point of last episode, what actual number do you have uh, Jack Campbell at here? 23. Yeah. 23rd. That is such bullshit. Wow. All right. What? I fucks with it. Yeah, I mean, okay, you can disagree all you want, but I feel like in the grand scheme of things, I'm really not... Like, if I am wrong, it's not going to be by that much. Like, I, can you see him being any better than, like, the 18th best goalie? No. Yeah. Well, I, I can you're already, wrong. Yeah. I can already <laughs> tell how different my list is going to be from Alex's yeah. and, and yours. So Jesus. I can only imagine how different it's going to be from Marcus's. Yeah. To be honest, the big thing for me about Allmark, why I put him so low, is just because he could lose the net to Swayman. Because like there's there's a genuine competition there, and I don't know who's going to win that. That's that doesn't mean he's a bad goalie. No, he's still in the top thirty two goalies of the world. Like I'm not saying he's a bad goalie. I'm just saying that relative to the rest of the league, I don't think he's he wouldn't be my first choice. All right, Marcus, what do you got? All right, I guess that's me. Uh, number thirty two, I've got Vimelka. Number 31, I've got Mrazek. Number 30, I have Anderson, followed by Allen, Grubauer, Reimer, Hart, Thompson, Murray, Quick, Gibson, and Vanacek. You have Gibson down there too, eh? Yeah, he's tailing off a little bit. Yeah, right? he's on the decline. I don't, I don't have him as low as Alex did, but I've I really got him down think there. it's just because of the team in front of him. I don't think he's as bad as like his stat line proves him to be, but whatever. Yeah. All right. Now for a normal list. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Now for the correct list. <clears throat> At number 32, I also have Vimelka. 31. Wait, who was the only person that didn't have Vimelka? Alex. Who did you have below? I had Craig Anderson, but then I had Vimelka as... Yeah, okay. That's also... Yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel like they're yeah. At thirty-one, I have Mrazek, then Grubauer, then Craig Anderson, Thompson, Reimer, Allen, Hart, Murray, Vanacek, 
quick. And at 21, Jack Campbell. There it is. You guys are sleeping on Campbell. That's, that's a no. bit much. You guys are. Well, I'm interested to see where you guys have him. Because if he's any higher than, like I said, 18, I'll be stunned. Anyway. Why don't you start with number nine? Was it start? No, start with number yeah, 20. We're going 20, 20 to 11. 20, 20 11. to 11. All right, let's hear it. At number 20, I got Tyler's guy, Jordan Binnington. 19, I got J- or uh, Jonathan Quick. 18, James Reimer. Oh, boy. <laughs> High expectations wow. for the Sharks. Yeah, holy He's not smoke. bad. He's not bad. Uh, 17, I got the Flower. 16, I got Talbot. 15, I've got Kemper. Uh, 14, Hellebuck. 13, Ottinger, 12, Huso, and 11, Swayman. Wow. What the fuck? Wow. You have Jack Campbell in your top 10. I do. Wow. I do, I do, I do. I, oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay, Jake. <laughs> There's nothing I can that even say. Not even that is not even I wish y'all could see the look on my face. It's not that crazy, you guys. That looks. That list is whack. How is that whack? This is... This, it's it's starting to sound a bit like a Tyler list. How? Wait, how, 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 how? <laughs> like, I'll admit, I think Campbell is better than Jake thinks he is. Yeah. But I've got to split the difference <laughs> between you two. There, that, That's a fair bit higher than you got him I in your top 10. You think he's yeah. one of the 10 best goalies on the planet? Yeah. No. You do you know need to had, watch more hockey, Mike. You do know he hold had on, very on, similar on, stats on. to Mike Smith last year, right? Yeah, he also played... Mike Smith played half the amount of games. Yeah, because he was hurt, and he's 80. Yeah, but he still played half the amount of games. <laughs> Do you expect your grandpa to go jump in net? <laughs> no, that's all, what I mean. He's games. not that good. Yeah. All right, well, I guess I better kick off my... Uh, my What is it? 20 to 11, right? Yeah, 20 yes. to 11. Okay, uh, number 20, I have Bennington. Uh, Quick, Marc-Andre Fleury, um, Merzlikens, Cam Talbot, Darcy Kemper, Vili Husso. Carter Hart, Tristan Jari, and then Frederick Anderson. For someone Carter who hates Hart? the Flyers yeah. as much as you what? do, you are quite okay. high on He's Carter so Hart. Ass. Okay, hold, hold on, hold on. I don't hate the Flyers. I just think they're shit. But I don't think yeah, he's it. part of the reason. Yeah. Exactly. But here's the thing, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but hold on. But here's the thing. So uh, Carter Hart has not had a good start to his career. He's he's shown that he can be a strong goalie. And I really think that, like, if he just had some support in front of him, he would prove to be so much better. Well, you ain't if getting they, that this year. Yeah, you don't know but here's, that, though. Here's what I'm thinking. I think they move him. They're no. so bad, man. Who takes him? Who, who I takes think a someone, chance on that? I think a team would take a chance. I, oh, but, yeah. but wait, but a better team than Philadelphia? I Absolutely. think he would, yeah, I think yeah, he would yeah. flourish on a team like Colorado. Tell me the Toronto Maple Leafs wouldn't take a chance on him. Thank you. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Carter Hart is... I think one of the most underserved goalies in the NHL, if not the most underserved goalie in the NHL. If he was on so many other teams, he would be in. And I have him at thirteen. Like I don't have him on my top ten. I've met thirteen. I think it's a perfect spot for him to no, be. No, I still that's way too high. That is a little high for me, but I, I I do see your point. But that's still a little high for me. Anyway, I don't think it's that crazy. But go ahead, Tyler. It's Marcus. That's me. Oh right, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, number twenty. I've got Gorgiev. Uh, at 19, I've got Merzlikens, followed by Bennington, Flurry, Swayman, Huso, Talbot, Jack Campbell, Bobrovsky, and Ottinger. Man, everyone's sleeping on the flower. <laughs> 
I don't no, know. Anyway. I, I, He's exactly where he needs to I, be. I have him at like eight. Sorry, I have him at 17th. That's very middle of the pack. He went to Vezna like two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and he didn't. And then he got traded for a seventh. Okay. A yeah. No, and then he got traded for a first this year. I mean, yeah. I feel bad for him. He was put in front of a pretty bad Chicago team. He was. But I think middle of the pack makes perfect sense for Flurry. I'm not going to argue he's top 10. I'm not going to argue he's terrible. He is think, a middle of the pack goalie, and yeah. that's fine. I think y'all need to remember he was contemplating retirement. Like he's, yeah, yeah he is not where he used to be. And where he used to be wasn't that good either. Oh, I never no. thought, I, I, he's never been a good goalie, in my opinion. Anyway. All right. Well, I'll continue to show you guys a proper list here. At number 20, I have Camp Talbot. 19, Swayman. Then Georgiev, Huso, Bennington. Ottinger, Freddie Anderson, Hellebuck, Flurry at 12, and Merzlikens at 11. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm high on Merzlikens. Yeah. He is a, a top-notch goalie, and he's going to show you guys this year why he's a top-notch Where'd goalie. Where'd you have Freddie Anderson? 14. 14. I have Merzlikens at 17, but I was debating on moving him higher. I, he's shown so much potential. Yeah. And I think this year is going to be a good year. Yeah, honestly, like now him, that he's going to have the net full time, him taking the net from Corpus Allo was huge. Yeah. Cause like Corpus Allo was built up to be the, he was built up to be the guy that would take over for Bobrovsky. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you. I, I, I should have moved Mercedes up. Oh, well. Hell yeah. Anyway, here's what you guys came for though. All the right. Top Alex. 10. All right. Remind the listeners out there, Alex the intern has not mentioned Jack Campbell's name in his list yet. For good reason. Oh boy. I would go to bat about any of these picks because I think these are the correct picks. Well, number, I should hope so. It's your list. Yeah, and they're correct. Number 10, Tristan Jari. Number 9, Jack Campbell. Number 8, I've got Bobrovsky. Number seven, got Freddie Anderson. Six, Demko. Five, Sorokin. Four, Soros. Three, Markstrom. Two, Vasilevsky. And one, Igor Shesterkin. That is the list. Wow. From three, th- eight through three, you are lost. What? That- eight to three, I'm lost. Demko at six? Yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm not jerking yeah. them off every night. Yeah, Marcus is on a bit of an island over there. Yeah. To be honest, uh, okay. You think you think he's sixth or worse? Who? Demko. Demko. No. I, I let me let me Liam, tell you my Liam, list. Okay, right. Right. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see. I'm like, oh, here's the list. But all right, uh, number ten, I have Dem. <laughs> okay. Uh, at ten, I have Gibson. Okay. Whoa. What? Yeah. I respect that. Look, like oh. I said, Gibson is a good goalie playing in front of a terrible team. What makes you think that he's good, though? Because, for one, he's a bigger guy. And so I tend to favorite bigger goalies. Ironically, though, I think UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that, like, he's also a more established goalie. He's experienced. He plays the puck well outside of the crease. Um, he's. I don't know. He's. I think he's a pretty consistent goalie. Um I don't know. I, just, I think he's. I think the big thing is like he's just been on a bad team for so long. It's okay. Let's finish the list. Yeah. Uh, next, I have Hellebuck, which I 
debated on hard. That must have been like hard I, for you to put that there. Yeah, like I really don't like Hellebuck, but I think the 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 you know the the talk around him has kind of boosted his value in my mind. But whatever, nine feels like a whatever kind of spot for him. Eight, I have Bobrovsky. Seven, despite the small sample size, I have Jake Oettinger. We'll see what happens. Um, next, I have Ilya Sorokin. And then for my top five, I have Thatcher Demko, Jacob Markstrom. Three, I have Igor Shesterkin. Two, I have UC Saros. And number one, I have Vasilevsky. You think, you think UC <laughs> Saros is a better goalie than Igor Shesterkin? You think the guy that was almost won the heart as a goaltender is worse than UC Saros. Uh, he's only had one good season so far. We'll see. We'll see if he if he repeats at the same level. Absolutely no questions asked. <laughs> best goalie in the NHL. Don't you have Jake Ottinger at number seven after one good? Yeah, he's played like seven games yeah. total. Yeah, but again, I don't have him in my top five. For me, the difference between your top five and everything else is kind of big. Where it's like, I feel like Jake Ottinger showed enough that he's a, he's a solid goalie, um, not just a flash in the pan. But we'll see. All right. Marcus, let's uh, let's hear your top ten. All right. At number ten, I have Frederick Anderson, followed by Jari, followed by Hellebuck, followed by Sorokin, then Kemper, Saros, Markstrom, Demko, Vasilevsky, and at number one, Igor Shosturkin. That's real high for Kemper. Yeah, I, I know I put Kemper a bit on the higher side, but I don't know. I just like him. He's going to do good. Good Canadian. Good old Canadian boy. You think he's going to do well this season? I think individually, yes. I think he'll perform quite well. Do you think he's going to help his team get into the playoffs? Or do you think they'll miss? I just think they're going to miss, but I don't think it's anything to do with him. Well, whose fault would it be if they missed? Obvious. Because <laughs> he didn't score 100. I was trying to see if Marcus knew that he played for the Capitals. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, God damn. And when he said that too, I started backpedaling. It was like, fuck. Wait. Yeah. I don't think the caps are missing. Yeah. That was God. so funny. I was like, there's no way he knows he went to the caps. He was just pulling out of his ass. It's all good, man. Well, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to my list, but I still also haven't said Gibson. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so Dude, he's so confident stupid. in his list. It's insane. Yeah. I'm and we're so going to we're going to look back on these lists. At the Are end you of a year. scout? Are you a goalie scout? Like what? I, I kind of feel like one. Well, not a very good one. <laughs> yeah, apparently. All right. At number 10, I have the man on the wall, Sergey Bobrovsky. The man, the myth, the legend. Number 9, Darcy Kemper. Number 8, John Gibson. Number 7, Ilya Sorokin, number six, Jacob March Markstrom, number five, Thatcher Demko, number four, UC Soros, number three, Tristan Jari, number two, Andre Vasilevsky, and number one, Igor Shosturkin. Tristan Jari. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the puzzling. One. It's it's a bold pick, but it is. Tristan Jari had an unbelievable season last year, and they would have went deep in the playoffs had he not been hurt for the whole year. Yeah, he was he, good, but he was on a good team. 
Pittsburgh was not a great team in no. comparison to some of the other teams. And to be honest, I think that's the reason why he won't have a good season this year is because he's on the Penguins. I, I don't. I think they're going to start regressing hard. I, I think they're going to regress, year. but I think he's going to put up some some pretty good numbers. I got uh, I got high hopes for Jerry, and I am not a Penguins fan at all. Like I mm-hmm. like the Capitals, I hate the Penguins, so it was hard for me to put him there. But I I think he's going to have a crazy yeah. year, just like he did last year. He was an All Star. He was an All Star. But having him over Soros is quite crazy. It's a little taller. Fair. <laughs> not by much. That was my measuring stick. Yeah, he does have Louis Domingue helping him out. So, I'm interested that all three of you guys put Igor Shosturkin over Andre Vasilevsky. I think Vasilevsky cheats. I and I want a <laughs> measurement on his I think, his chest pads because there's no way in hell that shit's legal. I think Vasilevsky overall is the better goalie, but going into the season, it's hard not to say Shosturkin, who just had one of the craziest goalie seasons. Yeah, that we've seen in like the past like. Yeah, he had a great season, yeah. 20 years. Yeah. You tell me Vasilevsky's chest pad is legal, and I might change that. Have you seen all the pictures of him compared to every other goalie? Yeah. His chest pad's hanging off by, like, 30 feet, and it's, like, 10 feet wider. Yeah. like It, it is crazy. It's there's no body. way that shit's legal. Yeah, he looks like Superman body. with the yeah. pecs that come way up. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. buddy ain't that jacked. I've yeah. seen him. Yeah. The other thing is we don't really even know that Shesterkin's hit his ceiling yet, right? Like, he's still a relatively young goalie in the league on uh, Vasilevsky's pushing 30. Like he's, he's as good as he's ever going to get. I'm not saying he's going to regress, but I'm saying he's not going to improve. Shesterkin's still going uphill, right? He's, he's yeah. still on the incline. So I think that even if you could make the argument that they were on the same level last year, I think he's poised to take a step forward. I think the what does a step forward look like for him though? That, but like that, he had a, he had an amazing season. He yeah. did. I think I think that, the whole concept is him having a step improve. forward is just him being able to repeat what he did. Yeah, last just year. the consistency. For me, that's okay. what it is, right? He's like if he can prove that he can stay as consistent as he was last year. He, but again, I think so much of his success came from that team. Like that was such a defensively sound team, right? Like their defense is arguably one of the best in the NHL. Like they have a really solid decor. I mean. Like yeah, they were good, but then you look at their backup Gorg- Gorgiev, and mm-hmm. he was just an absolute shit show. So it's like, I I'm not familiar with what his stats were last season, but Shesterkin was a lot better than Gorgiev. Mm. It's crazy to me to see like these Russian goalies kind of taking over the league. I was I was just because like say. Russia's problem was always goaltending. Yeah, like way back in the day, and mm-hmm. it was always the Finns that brought in these goalies like Saros, Kiprasov, yeah. and. Pekka Rene, like all these guys. But now you have Igor Shesterkin, Vasilevsky, freaking Ilya Sorokin, Bobrovsky, Merzlikins. Like, you have Yaroslav Askarov, who could potentially be the next wave of Russian goalies. You have, yeah, exactly. You have a whole ton of these Russian kids coming out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm not letting that slide. You're not okay. just throwing no, no, in the no, 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 no. Askarov is the yeah, one of the one of the highest other than he, maybe he that. Know, he's going to be good. Sliding that in there casually. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you, okay. you didn't hear him sliding three prints? <laughs> oh, yeah. Pekka Rene. <laughs> yeah. I was like racking my brain for the history of Finnish goaltenders that have ever played for the Preds. <laughs> yeah, well, the last two. Yeah, speaking on that, uh, I, I think all of our lists are the same except for Tyler's. We don't have a Canadian in like the top eight for goaltenders. 
That's the problem, right? Is Canada has not we been don't able have to generate anything. goaltending. No. That, that, you, Tristan Shari, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's my highest at 10, but I mean, our savior for Canadian goaltending was supposed to be Carter Hart. I yeah. remember when he was like getting drafted, yeah. people were like, he's going to be the next yeah. Canadian well, goaltender. Well, I mean, like, there are Canadian goaltending prospects, but the problem is, is we've had those for a decade and nearly yeah. none of them have, have proven themselves, yeah, right? No. D- when the World Juniors were in Vancouver, Di Pietro was the starting goalie for Team Canada, yeah. right? Devin Levi, right? Yeah, he, that's he was, right. He was a throw in in that trade for mm-hmm. Reinhardt, was it? I can't remember. But, but yeah, your point is made, mm-hmm. though. Like, it, it's. I remember even seeing a joke about that. I think after the last uh, World Juniors, where someone said that Canada is just developing this reputation for having a roster that makes up the elite of the NHL a few years after the tournament, mm-hmm. and a goalie that's going to end up in the Italian B League. Yeah, like it's bizarre that you're right. We're not turning out great goaltenders like we used to. Mm-hmm. Didn't we talk about how the top three goalies of all time, or it, it, that aren't active anymore? Are all French Canadian? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's uh, Martin Brodeur, Patrick Waugh, and Roberto Luongo. Roberto Luongo right? Sorry, not and to say top Mar- three all time. Mark Andre Fleury's in there too. Yeah, that's right. Like at least statistically, because there's an argument for Dominic Hasek, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. I th- I think when we tracked that stat, it was just by wins, like all time wins. Yeah. That's not a coincidence, right? Mm-hmm. That clearly means that something is going right there, development wise. Mm-hmm. Clearly, Canada has a problem with goaltender development right now. I just want to throw this out there because y'all were hating on Jari over Saros. Jari had better numbers across the board than Saros this year. Okay. Wait, really? Yeah. That I, I do high, find very surprising. Higher save percentage, lower goals against average, same amount of shutouts. Jari, or games played? Uh, less games played by 10, but almost the same amount of wins. Three off on wins. Wow. The the Penguins were a better team than the Preds. UC Saros' stats weren't that great this year. But he played a lot of games this year. Yeah, he played the most in the NHL. 67 games. He was still nominated for the Vesna. Yeah, he was second, I think. No, he was third. He was third. Yeah, he was third. I thought he was second in voting. No, 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 Vasilevsky was second. Vasilevsky wasn't even no, nominated Mar- Markstrom for the was, Markstrom was second. Oh, that's what it was, Markstrom. Yeah. Markstrom got more votes than Saros? Yeah, he yeah. had seven shoutouts. Yeah, mm. like, remember they were all at the beginning of the season, yeah, too? Yeah. yeah. He was on a heater. And uh, El- Elvis Merzlikens had the six most games played in the league. Yeah, he also had, like, one of the worst goals against average. Wait, can we put these lists on, no. on the story and poll or something? Yes, well... Ha- I'll get them like typed out yeah. properly, and then yes, we, we can do that. I really need to see if I'm crazy or if you guys are crazy. Now you're okay. fucked. I don't we'll, think I am. We'll do like a bracket. We'll put like me against Jake, you against Tyler, and then the oh, winner of those dub. will be in there. Yeah. Bro, easy dub. Are you kidding me? All right. Me and Jake are taking this one home. This guy's <laughs> jarring the top three. Okay, anyways. Yeah, I think uh, from here, though, we're going to have to just Climb on up to the top of the diving board, jump off, stack the pads right into the inbox. Maybe do a little butterfly while you're falling too. Okay, I'm going to try to get through these as quick as possible because we've all already used a lot of our time here with the goalie conversation. Uh, we have a really interesting one here, which I'm, I'm assuming this person must have watched the Leafs game because it kind of has to do with what we were talking about there. Which forward in the NHL do you think would be the best Brent Burns type player where they move back and forth from forwards to defensemen? Also, 
which defenseman could move to forwards? I think defenseman to forwards pretty easy. Yeah, like Quinn Hughes, Kill McCarr. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say Kill like McCarr. Any of those type players. But, man, moving back, that, yeah. is, a, that is a good question that, I that I've I, never thought about in my life. Yeah. My head automatically goes to the Selkie style forwards. Yeah, I was going right? to say Bergeron. Ryan like, O'Reilly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's like the first thing I think of. But at the same time, I'm thinking of you know players who have successfully done it, being Bufflin and Burns. It's like those big are guys. yeah, like big strong guys. Mm. Like they're not being offensive defense. I guess I mean kinda, but like they're throwing their weight around. Like, do we yeah. have do we have Ryan Reeves going back to defense and just <laughs> no. mocking people <laughs> up in the corners? <laughs> no. But I'm trying to think of like a uh, a puck moving fourth liner with a big body. Oh, I got it. Uh Valerie Nichuskin. Oh. I don't I don't see him ever playing defense, but no. or maybe Gabe Landeskog, that kind of two. What about forward. Tom Wilson? I don't think I feel he's like defensively he'd be a, responsible like, enough. Yeah. Actually, no, no, he is. He's, is he's he? pretty defensive, and he would be a menace on defense. Yeah, what about Tom Wilson? He would be throwing. I feel like in a pinch, he wouldn't be terrible. Yeah, he's not going to give you much offensively from the point, but no. Yeah, it's not a bad pick. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. There's my. Like, I tried to think, but other than that, I can't really think of much. You know, I feel like another, like a, a defense that could go to forwards would be, would actually be like someone like Morgan Riley. I feel like he would do, I, I feel like he could be like a solid second or third liner on a lot of teams. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the size to be like a nice, powerful winger. Yeah. I don't see it with the hands, though. Maybe not, yeah. but uh, I mean, I don't know. I, th I think he has okay hands. Yeah, but that's just it. That's fine. Yeah. I don't know. Most defensemen don't have phenomenal hands. Right? Most of them don't. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. So as far as defense go, which is what mm -hmm. what we're ranking, then I, I would say he's got to be close to the top, yeah. right? Not the very top, but like you know, top fifteen. What <laughs> Matthew could chuck back to the point? <laughs> yeah. I know. I know this wouldn't happen. What about Drysaddle? <laughs> oh, like I know he's too good at being oh. a forward, but just yeah, yeah, how he plays that. and his body. Dude, he could be responsible. He could be a, sh he could be a yeah. shut down defender. Shut down, and he's got the shot to be like running the power play. He's I was gonna say he'd be a power play quarterback. Yeah, yeah. that's my pick. Did Joe I Thornton feel like never he probably defense? couldn't skate backwards? But <laughs> yeah, I actually, that's a that's a really good point. Yeah, I've never seen him <laughs> skate backwards. Know. I know. Thinking about it, I was like, that would just look funny. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think Joe Thornton could work out, or Joe, Joe Thornton, like let's say three years ago, could have worked out. Because th think about it. <laughs> okay. But my point is, you know, he's not the best skater. Most defensemen aren't. He's a big body. I th think he's okay in his own end. I think he could have been a decent defenseman. Big I'm, heavy shot from the point. I'm almost thinking another guy like maybe like Tage Thompson. Mm. Yeah, this is another yeah, big guy. Yeah, I mean, he's just yeah. a tall guy. Tall guy <laughs> with going, size. The tallest player. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, well, unfortunately, we went way too deep into that and uh, we, we, way too deep into the inbox. So mm -hmm. uh, that... Starting to drown in the inbox. Yeah. Uh, might be time to call a lifeguard. It might be time. <laughs> and speaking of the time, I think it's time for, for Tyler's, Tyler's Surprise Headline. headline. It's Tyler's Surprise Headline! Oh, yeah? Boston, man. Arrested Ooh. for bestiality. 
With a horse. Christ. With a horse. <laughs> with a horse. <laughs> Hung like a horse like, to a whole okay. new meaning. With a horse cock? <laughs> Why a horse, man? <laughs> Those things are hung, bro. Like oh, They God. are massive. Well, you're, you're assuming that that would... so this guy broke into a stable in the middle of the night and you guys can probably figure out the rest but like I don't know man people are messed up but he got 10 years for good reason thank god Jesus Christ like yeah headline should have been Boston man goes beast mode (laughs) (laughs) Boston let's (laughs) ride Oh boy, man! That is the story of the oh, freaking no. <laughs> oh, the Boston Bruins season this year. Okay. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> oh man, a horse! What has to be wired wrong in your head to think? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do tonight. Like, how many times do you think this guy struck out at the bar, like to get that low? Where he's like, you know what? We're going to the barn. <laughs> yeah, throw an N on that bitch. <laughs> Jeez, your your life must suck. Horse cock. (laughs) It must suck horse cock. (laughs) Oh, boy. You know, there's actually, like, that's somebody's job is to, like, jerk off horses. What? Where where did you find this out? Um, I used to, like, work on a farm a little bit, and... And you what did you do there, Tyler? Yeah, 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 yeah. What did you do on this the farm? farm in Boston, yeah. Tyler? <laughs> no, and I didn't jerk off no horses. I can tell you that. I was also a miner, so that might have been illegal. Yeah, no. I don't think. Never mind. <laughs> but no, like no, Tyler they, was just walking that, around the stable, going, "Nay." <laughs> no, that's how they impregnate like some of their purebreds and stuff, and like for racing horses and stuff, they like, yeah. yeah. They get them ready. Because sometimes they just don't do it themselves. And they're like, you know what? You are reading with this one. Mm-hmm. Huh. So, yeah. Maybe that's what this guy was trying to do. <laughs> Into himself? <laughs> trying to be the next 100-meter dash winner. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to impregnate a horse. Those are my babies. Yeah. Oh, God. Christ's sakes. What a story. All right. As well. I think we need to cut it there. That's sure, yeah. That's been a wild episode. Great pun. <laughs> Wait, why? Wild horses. <laughs> That's I mean, not a pun at all. I mean, That's Alex was Alex stretch. was talking earlier about how Rob Brendamore's a stallion. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That's that true. true. So all yeah. these stories are just tying in together. Exactly. Like perfect segues into each other. Yes. Man, I get delirious towards the end of these episodes. I know. We we keep running these close to midnight on weeknights where we all work day jobs, except for Tyler. Fuck, it's 1120. Yeah. Let's get out of here. Let's do that. Uh, If you are looking to get in touch with us for any reason, you can find us across all of our social media on TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, and YouTube, which we are now posting on, by the way. Check our YouTube for some periodic video uploads. All of which you can find us at Vancouver Boys Podcast. On Twitter, you can find Tyler and all of his horse adventures at Vancouver Boys underscore. Why? I don't know why Tyler does what he does with horses. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, for serious inquiries, like you must have by now, you can find us on email at our brand new email 
at, at the same new one we've talked about the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we're, a, we don't have a, a fifth, fifth email. <laughs> no, we are at Vancouver Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you everyone so much for listening. Really appreciate it. I did not have sexual relations <laughs> with that horse. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Fuck, I didn't think I would say it. See ya. <laughs> I think I'm just going to change it every time. Yeah. I don't like it, but I'll, I'll live with it. <laughs> <laughs>